Welcome back, friends, to uh, the uh, sweltering heat of the non-traditional podcast. Yes, Coronacation 2020. It is hot. It's summer in Coronaville. Okay. Terrifying. Do you think like she is breeding around here? Like, do you think she's getting, is this supposed to kill it or is this supposed to make it better? Or not better, that's a bad word. Oh my goodness, the jokes. Remember when in February they were like, oh, when it's summer, it's just going to go away. Right. Meanwhile, wear a mask, folks, wear a mask. Um, so we had a friend that just had a baby about an hour ago. So congratulations, Bree and CJ and Jen Jr. Jen. Okay. <laughs> His name is not Jen Jr. Why is it not? And can you verify that? Have you seen the birth certificate? Right. Not yet, but I. I... Right. I'm just going to go. I'm just going <laughs> to. Right. I just don't think his name is Jen Jr., okay? You have no receipts, Anastasia. You have no, like, there was, show me the receipts. Okay, and also, okay, I also want to clarify for all of our listeners, do people get gifts on 4th of July? (laughs) Just asking for a friend. Okay, look, you are, like, 95 years old. We're in a group chat we had this whole moment where we lit a candle when Brie went into labor or whatever. And then the baby was born. I was like in the, cha- we're in the auntie chat and I'm over here talking about, well, now all the 4th of July gifts are going to be combined with birthday gifts. And Anastasia had the nerve to say that people get 4th of July gifts. You need to catch these jokes, girl. Catch them. I just, <laughs> so it was a joke then? Yes. Don't- Is that what we're saying? 4th of July gifts. Especially black people ain't getting no 4th of July. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm like, whose parents are giving them 4th of July gifts? And can they be mine? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to our last episode, guys. Like, that was a really hot episode. It was really great connecting with the global army. So many people from around the world who I have never met are, you know, they were messaging me and they're like, this is so great. They loved the episode with Akin. So I'm so glad to meet all of you and welcome to the non-traditional friend group, you know, yeah. friends over here. That was dope. I, I had fun re-listening to the episode. And um, so, like I said, so many gems and we got some more coming at you this week, don't we? Yes, we do. We have, <laughs> this is a great episode this week, but before we go into this week's episode, At the end of last episode, I mentioned that Non-Traditional was a seven-episode series, and this is episode six, so we're getting there. I wanted to prep our audience a little bit for what the future holds. So we're going to air this week. We're going to air the seventh episode, and then we're going to take a week break because we're going to be prepping for what I'm calling the newsletter episode. And I hope you will participate with us in the newsletter episode. Are you excited for the newsletter episode? First time hearing of it, I feel betrayed once again. I feel left out of the conversation. This is like the time when my parents forgot to get me a 4th of July gift. It was 4th of July, 1999. I think it was the same year Independence Day came out. And I, I'm the, some of those same feelings are stirring up. But go ahead. Go on. Go on. Go ahead. He's joking. But anyway, so we're doing a newsletter episode where we're going to answer your questions. Send us all of your questions, whatever it is you wanted to ask us throughout this season, how we put the season together, how we picked our guests, all the questions. But we also have a little special bit as well. 
did you want to ask any of our guests a question? Ooh. Was there something we didn't ask that you wanted to ask? You're going to get that opportunity by emailing us a question or sending us a little voice memo from your phone. And we will pass that along to one of our seven guests and you will be able to ask them questions. If you would like to email us either a voice memo or a written question, email us at nontraditionalcast at gmail.com. I will put all this information in the show notes so you don't have to try and figure out how to spell it, et cetera. But yeah, we're really excited. We'll definitely talk more about it on our seventh episode. And it's exciting. I'm excited. Wow. I'm excited too. Look at us doing a little something. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But let's get into this week. What is this week, Jen? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. We interviewed Evelyn from the internet and um, both of us have been watching her for over 10 years easily. Um, And so it was just like a really cool moment to meet and talk to and ask questions to Evelyn. She was so kind and hilarious and uh, I just really loved it. And it was like this weird moment of I've watched her like YouTube career go from just like bootleg videos to now. Well, you'll see her trajectory in the episode, but um, uh, I just really, it was really like a surreal moment for me. What did you think about the episode? (laughs) What I will say first of all, which I would never say for anything else, but before you even listen to this episode, stop, go to the show notes where I'm going to leave a link to Evelyn's review of Beyonce's Lemonade. Because if you've never, ever heard of Evelyn from the internets before, I just want you to watch that video first and then come back and continue with the episode. Um, I've been watching her as long as you have. Um, I've been watching her from back in the early, early days. And I just think she's brilliant. She's funny. She's brilliant. And being able to talk to her, it felt like we were just talking to a friend. Like we just called up a friend and we we're like, let's have a conversation and then let's put it in a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I really hope you enjoy this one. Make sure you watch the video first though. Yeah. Have fun listening. So nice to meet you. Yes, nice to meet y'all too. This is so, this is so weird. Can I say that? This <laughs> is really weird. It's like meeting a relative that you haven't seen. <laughs> Oh, yes. It's so yeah. long. And you're like, how are you? Like, I know. You're like, I know you. We're like, we're related. We're, we're like, who are you? <laughs> we're internet cousins. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thanks so, um, Evelyn, welcome to the non-traditional podcast. Thank it you. It is so awesome to have you on. We start our podcast the same way every single time. It is a question that I personally love and it's what did you want to do when you were little? Like when you were little, what was the first thing you were like, I'm gonna be uh um I I would say that I thought I was gonna be a okay it's in stages. It's all in the same industry though, which is cool. So I was gonna be a photographer. Okay. Um and that was around like six or seven and then and there's a photo of me like in fifth grade on career day and we had to like dress up as what we wanted. And so I dressed up as a movie director and I had like a beret type yeah. thing. I was like wearing all black. Um, so I wanted to be a movie director. And then in my teenage years, I wanted to be a 
um, journalist and I thought I was going to be like a freaking war correspondent. <laughs> Same, Christian Rapport. It was like, right? yes. I was like, let's go. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's what I thought it was going to be. And that's what I went to college for. Okay. Um, Same. Now, wow. Yeah. So now I've kind of settled on, I would like to give screenwriting a try and write okay. fiction mm-hmm. for um, television. Okay, cool. Um, well, anyone listening to this who knows you, who is a fellow internet cousin, mm-hmm. knows that you are, quote unquote, a YouTuber. Like yes. that is what people, yes. if they say who's Evelyn from the internet, so you're like, mm. she's a YouTuber. Right, right, right. So how did you, I mean, you, you graduated from college with a journalism degree. Mm-hmm. Did you go straight into YouTube? Were you doing that before while you were in college? How did you find it? Yeah, so I started YouTube, um, I think my freshman year of college, which was, was 2008. And so, um, yeah, I just got on YouTube because I was like, this is a place to put videos. I was already making videos and didn't have a place to put them. So I would put them on YouTube, um, went to journalism school, and I was in the magazine program because I didn't want to do broadcast because I didn't want to change my hair or the way I talked. I didn't want to do newspaper because that's boring and I didn't want to have to, you have to like work your way up. So I didn't want to move to like middle of nowhere, Texas, and then work my way up to like a big city. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't want to do multimedia because I felt it was a waste of money because the school was behind the actual technology <laughs> of the day. Right. So like classes were like, do you know how to make a tweet? And I'm like, not paying for that. Just not, <laughs> I'm not paying for that. So that's all that was left in the program was the magazine concentration. And so I did that knowing that we just finished, quote unquote, finished the recession. So like there wasn't going to be a magazine job, I don't think. So that's why I started to take video more seriously because I figured that I can't just be a reporter. Yeah, I have to be a reporter who knows how to use a camera, who can make like multimedia packages on their own yeah and so that's why I kind of kept up with video um on my YouTube channel and then when I graduated I got a fellowship at the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism in Arizona and they placed us with um an alternative weekly publication so we I got to be a culture writer and made like video packages for them with the goal that we would each be placed in the sister publication in our own cities. So for me, it would have been like the Dallas Observer. Right. For other people, it's the, um, what is it in New York? It's... Uh, I mean, the Post maybe? Uh, or... No, so I work for the Phoenix New Times and in New okay. York, that's, I don't know. But okay. <laughs> yeah, so, but that didn't end up working out. So I was like, womp. And so then I... <laughs> Ended up finding a job that was actually a previous internship, and it was social media management. So I completely wasn't even doing journalism as my first job out of college. Yeah. Yeah. Now, both of us have been watching you for a while. Uh I know. Like, I remember I watched you when you were, like, dyeing your hair blue. Those were the days! (laughs) (laughs) My favorite, so I will say my favorite Evelyn's are, are, like, chip tasting Evelyn. Okay. Anytime anytime you're in a wig, I'm just, like, on the floor rolling. Same. I love Um, it. It's a good time. I live for wig Evelyn. (laughs) Um, But I feel like you have this really authentic way of moving about the internet, which is not normal. You know, and people put... A lot of makeup on, or they have these really incredible backgrounds, and like you have mm-hmm. this like 
we are interested in your background, but we feel like we could be there as well. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Was that a conscious choice? And, and how do you keep that up, that authenticity up as you gain notoriety? Um, it wasn't a conscious choice. So for me, I actually hate filming. Mm. If I could just have somebody come in my house and set everything up and then I just sit there and like do the thing that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, that's my dream. But unfortunately, I have to do everything by myself. So it's like, what is the thing that takes the least amount of time will not like annoy me as much? And that is what I have currently. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't conscious in that I'm trying to like communicate anything it was more so like i i hate this so we're gonna stop (laughs) fussing with it too much fair fair enough (laughs) well following up on that you know when you first started i feel like you concentrated on it was some hair stuff which is how i found you at first because i was like her hair looks like my hair Mm -hmm. tell me what to do with it and then i quickly realized oh i don't know i don't know either Relatable, which is also relatable. We were like, let's try this. Like, you're on a girl with like one C hair, and you're like, I can get the same pattern, right? And then you're like, no, no. But you know, I stayed because you were funny. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. But then I watched your content go from look what I'm doing to my hair to more what I would say. You know, it was a bit of comedy, but it was also a lot of social commentary. Did that just come with your evolution as a person and, you know, you just went to what interested you or did you make a conscious decision? You're like, okay, I'm done with this. Let's just, you know, let's do this instead. Um, so it wasn't a conscious decision in terms of like the timing of it, but um, it kind of mirrored my own interests. So I don't care about my hair. <laughs> um, like, you know, besides turning it like all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> I mean, besides that, I I don't even wash my hair the appropriate amount of frequency. So I'm just like, who got time? So I was like, well, the one thing that I think people enjoyed about my hair videos was the comedy. So if I took away the hair, I don't think that would take anything away necessarily. So then I just started talking about stuff I actually wanted to talk about. And a lot of that was because I was, I worked for naturallycurly.com. So I was doing hair stuff as my full-time job. So I, when I come home and like, I don't want to keep talking about what I was doing at work. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people see success as public recognition. You know, they, they're like the moment someone knows my name or something, they're like, I made it. Mm-hmm. You had that in a big way. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I remember when that Veda episode came out. First of all, okay. I remember when the Veda episode came out, which was your review of Lemonade. And yeah. I thought, that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> yeah. But she said it better. Mm-hmm. But then I also remember being at the Beyonce concert when your video was played uh-huh. and it was like my sister had won an Oscar. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it was just, it was like, I cannot believe it. So that was a huge moment. What was that like? I mean, okay, I saw your video reacting to it. watched your reaction and I got emotional. I was like, I'm crying. This is so I was vivid. like, I would also be running in the dark. <laughs> before I ask the second part of this question, what was that moment like? It was, okay, how do I say this? Like, I'm still not convinced it happened. Like, it felt like maybe I just had a fever dream or like, you know, I was in an alternate reality. Like, it still doesn't all the way feel like it was a thing that happened. 
Um, so that's how it feels. And it was interesting because I can't explain, I can't explain it, but I knew she would see it. Like I wasn't shocked that she saw it. Mm. I was shocked of what it turned into. Right. And so it was kind of like a kind of validation, but then just a surprise at even my biggest dreams was just her seeing it. Yeah, I never, I couldn't have imagined yeah. what would happen afterwards. So yeah. Right. So, I mean, in that, it's sort of Beyonce just featured me at a concert. You're getting probably millions and millions of views. You are all of a sudden thrust into the public space. People who did not know you all of a sudden are like, Ellen. So how did you capitalize on that? And do you think you took it as far as you could have? Mm, Yeah, that's a good question. Because I don't think I capitalized on it on purpose. Um, Because so the way to capitalize on it, like the first way is to become the girl who reviews everything or the girl who like reacts to everything. And Mm. I can't pretend to be excited about something. So mm. that's part of the reason why that video did so well is because I, that's how I actually felt. And so I can't pretend like the next time that, I don't know, somebody puts out an album that I'm like, oh my God, like I just, it might just yeah. be some music. Um, so I, I didn't capitalize on it in terms of like changing my programming or like my, um, like the, ch- the focus of my channel when I definitely could have, and there have been people who did capitalize on it. And I'm not convinced they're all the way happy. They might be like richer, but I'm not convinced they're not annoyed with themselves um, every time they have to do things. Um, But who's to say? Right. So just so you know, I am also Kenyan American. So shout out. Wow. Shout out. That's part of the reason why I had followed you. Uh Um, And I was watching your your journey back. Our our stories are really similar in that way in terms of like you go when you're really young. You Mm -hmm. don't really remember what happened. (laughs) You you go back when you're older and you're a free thinking adult. Uh And you're talking to cousins that you've only seen on like Facebook. And Facebook is different over there. All this, all that good stuff. You're like visiting headstones of relatives and you're kind of like, I'm emotional. I didn't know you, you know. Um, and I just remember being there and pr- and knowing that it would take me a while to process it, right? And I know you put out the vlog and you you I'm sure you journaled and you've done a lot of thinking, but I think it took me to go back again a couple of years later. And then after that trip, I had finally processed uh-huh. it. So how did that change your working style, your life, your perspective? And like, did that change anything that that you do now in terms of vlogging or just in in your life, honestly? I mean, it definitely changed. It made me more realistic. And because I think I spent so much of my childhood and even like teenage years wishing that the relationship I had with my family was more typical. Um, So even like Black folks joking about, you know, the cookout. It's like, what's that like, you know, (laughs) to have your whole family go to the same city in the summertime? Like, I don't, can't relate. So um, I spent so much time wishing that and thinking that I could make up for lost time as an adult. But it took, like you said, going back as an adult several times to understand that it just is what it is. And like, we can't 
make up for lost time we can only work with what we have yeah you're and so yeah it's um that was a big realization for me for sure i'd I'd love to know about a time this is something we ask all of our guests just to prep you Mm -hmm. Um, a time when you failed Mm -hmm. outwardly or inwardly however however you want to see it and that brought you to your current success something that you at the time you were devastated by and then now you're, you know, if that had never happened, I wouldn't be Evelyn from the internet. Oh yeah. I mean, going back to that story of like, after the fellowship, we were supposed to get placed at a newspaper. Um, if I had gotten placed at mm-hmm. a newspaper in Dallas, I would have never moved back to Austin where I went to college. I would have like journalism takes it out of you. So I, can't guarantee that I would have been interested in making videos for myself. Um, I would, I don't know that I would use comedy the same way just because there's like a set of rules, you know, maybe I would have turned into like an opinion piece writer, but that happens kind of later. So I think not getting I was really sad about it, <laughs> not getting placed at a publication. Were you really down? I mean, we can all remember a time like that. Yeah. So I was really just like, what was the point <laughs> of, that, of that if I didn't get the job? And so, um, yeah. But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't be here. Um, what do you, what do you, okay. So I've seen you do different things with your channel for, you know, Evelyn on the internet, you, and I've also seen the other work you've done for other channels. Like you named one earlier. Um, I've seen the stuff for PBS and all that stuff. What do you want that to be now? Mm. I mean, is that something you're still working on or do you like, what do you want Evelyn from the internets to be? I feel like I should know, but I don't. Um, That's a valid answer. Yeah. Cause I, I, uh, go back and forth very frequently on like, okay, this is my job now. And then sometimes I'm like, no, I would, I want to do something else. Um, and so I want, I want to learn more about screenwriting, writing for television. Um, but it feels like it's hard to hop off the internet train to be able to like isolate myself for long enough to actually learn that other skill because it does take isolation. Mm -hmm. Um, So, or like unplugging at the very least. So I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) I mean, I think it's interesting with, you know, other people we've talked to for this podcast. I feel like a lot of them, are in the point of their careers where they are successful, but they've like honed in on one thing that they're doing and that's what they're successful at. I love you because I see you as very successful at what you do, but in all the things you do, because I feel like you've had your hands in all sorts of different things Mm -hmm. and you're still trying to put your hands into other different things. And I, I like that because in a way I feel sometimes people think there's this one thing. Yeah. And if, if, if I don't do it and I don't make it well, oh, well, you know, right. you pack it up and you go home uh-huh. where maybe it's good to explore, to look yeah. around and see, maybe this other thing will work. Maybe this other thing will work. For sure. You have diversified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. 
What advice do you have for other people coming up? Be it someone who wants to pick up their iPhone and be like, I want to be a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the kids want to be YouTubers. Oh, all the kids. Um, I would say it's important to know what it is you're trying to say. Maybe not know what it is you're trying to do. Like, that's okay. You don't have to know like the end goal, but you do have to know what it is you're trying to say because um, media is just like, the media like it's the medium through which you express something so what is the something um because without it you're not gonna have fun because it's just not fun to be on the internet that long (laughs) so you have to you have to be like well i want to get this out or i want to see what this looks like if i try this so that's my that's the advice i would give great advice uh what what Personally, I'd like to know mm-hmm. what is your favorite word that your parents mispronounce? Oh <laughs> my God. I would just like to apologize to my parents if y'all ever watch this or, I mean, or listen to this. But my father, instead of consequences, he says consequence. Oh, and that's I, cute. When, he, when I was getting in trouble when I was little and he would talk about the consequences, I'm like... You would be trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my uh, parents cannot do exaggeration. It's exaggeration. <laughs> like, what? Like, where are you? Let's read it together, you know? And my, well, my dad's a preacher and a teacher. He just, he just retired a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he sounds like he's just like British. We need to decolonize his mind. <laughs> My mom sounds like she's fresh off the boat and she is over here. No matter how many deer, mom, it's always deer. And she will say deers. She's like, the deers. <laughs> like, I don't think that's a Kenyan thing, but I roast her all the time. So I wanted to know, like, yes. you know. Consequences. <laughs> Consequences. I'm using that. I'm using that. Ah, oh, dope. So uh, something we also ask all of our guests that I'd like to know of you is what abundance means to you. Um, you know, if, if, whether in your career and your life in general, just kind of what an abundant life would look like for you if, if you're there already, if you have other things you'd like to accomplish before getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what therapy is teaching me is that it's cyclical. So mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be abundant, like straight through 100% of the time. But abundance to me looks like never questioning if there's enough. I remember going to like a uh, conference and it was like women talking about, um, it was like a tech conference, but there was, there were these two speakers and there were two women. One was like a scientist and the other, um, no, I think they were both scientists and they were, they were talking about the abundant thinking versus scarcity thinking. And so from then on, me and my coworkers were like, oop, you're not thinking abundantly. And so whenever I catch myself thinking as if there isn't enough or like there won't be enough, I just have to remember that abundance says that there is not only enough, but there's enough for everyone. So, yeah. Oof. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Say it. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um. This has been great, but Evelyn, so what is next? You did mention screenwriting. What are you hoping to do? Like, what's next coming up for you? Um, you know, in the, in the uh, short term, I got, you know, sponsored videos that I got to uh, do. <laughs> I can't figure out how to do them. Um, I, are any of them Lay's chips? 
<laughs> no. Well, how I, have they not? How has Laquan not called you? How has Laquan not called you? <laughs> a whole mess. They're wasting their own money, really. Yeah. Totally. And like, smack your lips is literally the tagline. Like, <laughs> yeah. Laquan, smack your lips. <laughs> Spokesperson right it's here. True. Um, yeah, so I, I don't really know what's next. I think I'm just trying to, especially with COVID, just be like, whatever, as long as we're here, that's good enough for right now. Um, I've been applying to some programs just to see if I can like start the whole screenwriting situation without going back to school because I'm not trying to do that. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to continue to be on the internet sometimes um, and then the other times I'll be chilling because what I realized is that I work for myself but I don't take advantage of that and so I'm like what's the point in working for yourself if you can't just like do nothing sometimes so right. I'm just like learning to do nothing so that's good yeah I love that for you well you know I was telling Jen before we did this interview I've been I mean I've been watching you since you have been sitting on, you were sitting on the ground between your bed and your dresser. Uh-huh. And that's how long I've been watching you yeah. before you had a home office. Uh-huh. Super bougie. I was like, oh, Evelyn has a home office. Uh-huh. Look at her now. Um, but I've been watching you for a long time and on my bucket list of just things of what I want to do one day has been to produce you. It's so funny. Oh, like. I'd like she's so brilliant and funny. How is it that she's not on NBC Universal right now? That's what I'm Has saying. SNL not called? Like I don't that's understand. Yeah. Let's go ahead and speak this into existence. Yes. And just, you know, because yes. that's that's sort of my mentality now. So whenever you have that screenplay, I'll be waiting. I can mm-hmm. wait. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I can wait. Cool, cool. But you it, I love the way you have sort of, I, I don't know, like watching your videos sometimes, I literally do think you're my friend. I'm like, she, you, because that's the way you talk to you your really audience. You yeah. out here thinking that we know. <laughs> you know, because you know, every, and it's why I think with everyone else, you know, you, you they have like their name last time. She's like, oh no, it's Evelyn. Evelyn's, you know, yeah, she yeah. said this on the internet. She's yeah. like, oh my God, Evelyn, she, you know, the Beyonce thing. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I know her. <laughs> like I had ever talked to you before. <laughs> But um, I think you have that great ability with your audience. Even when you just said you're on the internet, sometimes it's like, I know. <laughs> Evelyn didn't yeah. put out a video. She doesn't have a schedule. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, mm-hmm. And I don't expect one from you because you've created that sort of family yeah. situation where even though we're not speaking, watching videos on the internet, we're, you're still there. Yeah, and so then when you, sh- you know, when you show up, I'm like, oh, great. That's yeah. <laughs> but um, Evelyn, thank you so much for coming on Non-Traditional. This has been such a fun one. It's thank just felt so like much. talking to a buddy, you know? Yeah. We are true, true stands. <laughs> Evelyn stands. Really thank you so this. much. Quenza Quences. I... <laughs> <laughs> When I tell you I was toast, and listen, we, Anastasia and I both have African parents. We, we know the first generation struggle of parents just pronouncing things wrong, but that one took me down. That's a new one for me. And that really, oh, I just, I love a good African mom and dad. It's just, oh, that's that was so good.
It's so funny because this um, today was actually my um, the day we're recording, which is Thursday, was my uncle's 70th birthday. So we had like a family Zoom call and it was just listening to everybody's accents. Like I have family on three continents. So it's just it was just the diaspora. I was just like, this is great. Uh, that was a really great episode. Um, you know, it's really funny because the people we've interviewed over the show have been in different parts of the of their career, but they've kind of honed in on what they want to do or what they are doing. And with Evelyn, it's still a discovery. And I really love talking to her because for someone who, for example, has been, you know, featured at a Beyonce concert, which anyone else would probably be like, yep, that's it. That's my career. I'm done. Featured by Beyonce. I made it and now I'm done. Exactly. But she's still exploring and she's trying to concentrate on what makes her happy and not just what makes her tons of money, for example. And I really loved that. That is such a great, you know, um, character, I guess you say. It's just a great characteristic characteristic to have. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was really, really great just to see the world in that way. She also said something um, really important, I think, where a lot of times we don't really know what we want to do in life. So, you know, you don't know if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer. You don't know what you want to do. But a lot of us know what we want to say. Yes, that is exactly the, that is the quote that got me this episode was know what you want to say. It's so important. It's so important to just know what you want to say, know what you want to put out into the world and want to represent. And I think sometimes everything else just falls into place. That was really, it was awesome talking to her. That was a really good one. Yeah. And I just love her authenticity and, and how real she was about, I cannot pretend to be as excited about you know, if Coldplay shouts me out, I'm not going to be as excited as Beyonce. You know what I mean? And that's real because it's like, right. imagine the feelings that would go through your head if Beyonce shouted you out. So I love uh, her honesty and, and that I think that's a huge part of her success. And I just know she's going to do amazing things. Uh, and I'm glad that we got to chat with her. Yeah, yeah. That was really, really great. So what's up for the rest of the week? What are you What are you up to? Um, I'm actually going, uh, by the time, you all are listening to this i will be en route to north carolina excuse us <laughs> how does it feel maine or uh vermont wherever the hell you went <laughs> i went to rhode island okay rhode island exactly what i said rewind y'all have the little 15 second um podcast button rewind i said rhode island clear as day anywho so i'll be going to north carolina i'm gonna go see my <laughs> i'm gonna go see my parents i'm very excited um yeah but what about you I'm really hurt because this means you might see baby Brie I don't, before I, don't I do. They'll allow me to because I am coming from New York City and that's a fresh baby. From the driveway. Right. I might do a little social distance uh, auntie hang, but yeah, I, you're right. I might see uh, some, some new baby action. And seriously, though, considering the rest of the country, I think New York is doing quite well, <laughs> quite well. Our numbers are steady, okay? Steady. steady. Steady being like optimistic is so sad. <laughs> We're steadily uh, in coronation. <laughs> what are you up to this week? Um, I will be doing a lot of prepping for season two. Um, I mean, 
before that, I will prep for this newsletter episode, which I'm really, really excited about. Then start in-depth prep for season two, which we're hoping will come out sometime in September. Um, this process has been really great. As I am heading back to my my daily job, as you say, or my regular job, I still want to be able to keep up this podcast because I have met so many great people doing it. And um, I'm really enjoying the sort of community we're creating so far in our little, in our little friends of non-traditional group. So yeah, I'll be doing that. And pretty much that's it for this week. Nothing crazy happening. All right. Sounds like a good week. I'm pumped about some of the things coming up. And uh, we have one more episode left of this season. Crazy. So excited. I'm so excited. It, this was, well, I'm going to let, I'm, I'm going to leave you hanging there. I'm going to leave you hanging. It's going to be an exciting episode, but um, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope to see you next week Bye. on the non-traditional podcast. Peace. Non-traditional is produced and edited by me, Anastasia. And our theme song is Wildfire by Esabalu, and you can find it wherever you purchase music. You can find us on Instagram at non, that's N-O-N-E, underscore traditional, and Twitter at TraditionalPod. Subscribe to our newsletter on our website and keep up to date on all things non-traditional. Oh.